0: Tonight on the Unframe of Mind show, Senator Lindsey Graham proposes new bill to attempt to plug up the illegal immigrant dam, and why it wouldn't matter. Alabama lawmakers passed the most strict abortion legislation in the U.S., and of course, on tonight's Fabismist, we'll tell you why man buns are offensive, and no, it's not because it looks like a tied-up trash bag. You're listening to the Unframe of Mind show, the place to have the most mind-stretching, unprotected, intellectual intercourse of your life. Your host, Daniel Wagner, battle the forces of evil by lobbing fiery balls of truth, reason and evidence over safe room walls. Oh hey hey how you been Anthony? It's been a long time. This man. is
1: where we kind of really depend on people. <laughs> I know. Let us, jump us know. In Thank the you, Saxon, and just say hey. We can't hear you. Yeah. So I mean, we got so much shit going on. We tend to forget things, and we did. We forgot the audio. For
0: those of you who are watching this in replay, I will have already deleted the first twenty minutes off of this on the platforms that I'm able to do that on. And uh, for the rest of you, you just got you just had to listen to twenty minutes of silence. So just uh you know here we are at any rate yeah that was that's a pretty pretty big deal we don't have sound thank you (laughs) miss miss granny says i hate it when people don't tell me when something is wrong yeah like like those moments when you got a booger on the tip of your nose and nobody tells you and then you find out later to your horror that it's been there all day it's crusted up like geez people let, let me know something you know if i if i come to work with bad breath you know I didn't do it on purpose. I'm not trying to do it just to say, tell me you're not going to hurt my feelings. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jesus, that's that's what I'm talking about. Anyway, well, I
1: guess we get right into the topic. So let's go
0: right season. into yeah. the this uh, this immigration legislation. You sent me a, a video yeah. with Senator Lindsey Graham making a proposal for a bill to right. try uh, make an attempt to stop the flow of illegal immigration into our country. Um, we're talking about some pretty big numbers. You, you do your own research. The numbers are ridiculous, and, and I, I get tired of people bickering about the numbers back and forth. Let's just say the numbers are getting worse, not better. Right. And a big, big part of that is because... Our country has signaled to illegal immigrants that, hey, we're not going to do anything. We have these policies in the step-by-step process of how you can get into our country, get processed within 20 days or less, and we'll just release you into the country because our hands are tied and we can't do anything else. Because if we do, some liberal judge is going to try to sue in courts and hold it up, and it's just its a whole mess. But that being said couple key components of this humanitarian crisis immigration legislation that is proposed by Senator Lindsey Graham is that, number one, you can apply for asylum, but it must be done with within your own country, not within our own—you you can't come over here and do it. You have to do—you can apply for asylum yonder, and then we'll do the processing, the paperwork, find out if it's legit, and then we'll make a decision to let you in the House or not.
1: Yeah, they have to go to—I think they have to apply at the embassy or— um What's the other location that they have to go to? Um, it's either the... I'm trying to see where it says on there. But I think, yeah, it says uh, if they want to seek asylum, they have to they have to do it within their own country, but they have to go to a U.S. embassy in, in order to apply. Right. Which I think that's great, I, and that's something that should have been done years and years and years
0: ago. Doesn't that make a lot more sense? It's like It's almost like right now we're sitting in our house, and we have this policy that says as long as you can get inside my house then apply for asylum, then maybe we'll think about letting you in. And it's like, there's this huge incentive for them to go ahead and just break out your windows, climb in, you know, cut holes in the walls, come on through, you know, dig a tunnel up through the floor, whatever they want to do. You know, it's like, well, how about if we just keep them out in the the front yard first? (laughs) Well, or at you, least and, and I at least to, have them send us a letter from their own house first well, and to ask to, us if they can to, come over. I try to explain
1: S- send to send us a text or something. <laughs> I try to explain to people. It, it's kind of like when you want to go and visit a friend, you just don't arbitrarily just show up because you don't know if they're home. Hmm. So what you do is you you call them, say, "Hey, I'd want to come out and see you and visit you and you know and whatever." You want to call before you go over <laughs> yeah. there. It's kind of like with this. Listen, you, I'm thinking you about moving into your house to see just, you know, to apply for citizenship or even to seek asylum mm-hmm. and kind of get the process going. And I think this it's is pretty good, common it, sense. It's pretty common I, sense. I know. I know.
0: How, how are the Democrats going to look at that and decide, well, oh, that's racist. You can't. But do that. I think
1: what this does is it puts it back on the Democratic Party to, to kind of show the American people where they're at. Mm-hmm. If the Democrats shoot this down, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to tell you like this. It's going to guarantee tw- uh, Trump in 2020. I promise you. I think the Republicans are trying to build a, bar, a bipartisan relationship with the Democrats to finally to find a solution for all this. There mm-hmm. needs to be some sort of a solution. And if Lindsey Graham is is putting a, a piece of legislation to get this ball rolling, I'm just happy that he took the time to talk to President Trump and saying, hey, what can we do to ideally stop the bleeding for this? You know and it's not just a band-aid but it's it's to fix the problem and see the reduction of the people oh it's to totally to the just us
0: i'm going to disagree with you on that it's totally just a band-aid but we'll, we'll get well, no, we'll get to I that mean, later it, if, if it, it is an attempt at a pretty nice looking band-aid that's that, that could potentially right. stop the bleeding but i wanted to address this before we get too far along yeah. uh, miss granny says the numbers are getting worse because the conditions in which they are fleeing are getting bad right um that's incorrect um That's actually incorrect. What they're coming for is because the conditions in their country are bad. Sure. And compared to their conditions in their country is bad compared to what they can get in benefits by coming to the U.S. And when you make those calculations, I absolutely don't blame anybody for wanting to come to this country. Right the only thing we're saying is just do it right just do it do it the legal way come in through the process there is a process for a reason right i mean that's it's not it's not really asking a wild you know it's not it's not a huge wild ask you know to to insist that we do it the right way or whatever that you know sure the right way requires some work um
1: and I think but, in the past you had people that legitimately came to the United States wanting to seek a better life. Now we're learning that's not so much the case anymore. You have a higher percentage of people that are actually taking kids that aren't even theirs just to to get them to the U.S. Because now they know that they show up with a the child, they're going to end up being released into American right, right. Soil.
0: That's the incentive to to have that right, extra, yeah. So
1: now it's the dynamics of why people come to the U.S. have have dramatically shifted. They're not coming for the ideal purposes of, say, like if you talk to Myra or if you talk to people that we know that have came to the States a long time ago, Mm -hmm. the circumstances are, are far different than what they are now. I think that's one of the reasons why they're calling this a humanitarian crisis is because you don't have people coming for the right reasons. And you can't decipher who is and who isn't anymore. To Whereas in the past you could, now you can't because you don't know whose child this is. You talk about drugs coming in. Sex trafficking is an all-time high. You're dealing with the cartels. I mean, there's such a broader picture of what's going on versus, say, 20 years ago. And because politicians have wanted to continuously tell voters, we're going to do X, Y, and Z, but never do it. This is now the product of what is now becoming the, the major issue is illegal immigration mm-hmm. and we wouldn't be in this situation had either Republican or Democrats 20 years ago finally addressed it.
0: Or, like or done what have. they said they were going to. There's, right. there's another question though. I, 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 I'm not trying to ignore your questions here. We just want to make sure we discuss each point in turn. The question was how do they do it in their own country when it's their country they're fleeing from? And I think the best way to address that particular point is, according to this new legislation that, that Lindsey Graham's trying to push, is that these people can go to a U.S. embassy, which, if you go to a U.S. embassy, you're supposed to be protected from whatever country you're in. That's supposed to be a, a basically U.S. soil in somebody else's country. It's right. It's a way that they can come into our country as a stepping stone toward getting out of their own. And another thing that a lot of people don't realize is that with international law, when you're trying to escape your country or flee your country and seek asylum, you're supposed to go to the next country closest to you know the next country where you can find safe harbor you're not supposed to go shopping around to all sorts of different countries until you find the best one for the best benefits you're going to get this is one of the biggest issues that they're having over the european union right now is basically if if i'm living in a middle eastern country Mm -hmm. and i'm comparing that to the welfare benefits i can get over in these european countries um we're talking about a 10 times increase in my annual salary just based on just just based on the benefits you get And that's not even if you get a job when you go over there. You can just go over there and milk the state for all they're worth and be 10 times better off than you were in your home country. You're damn right there's a big incentive for people to come.
1: Right, so you say more people are leaving with children who are not their own what are you using as a source okay well what i've been um, my friend myra who actually lives we've had her on the show before she lives in mccallan which is 11 miles from the u.s border and we've had many conversations with her about this um, there are flyers that have actually been handed out um, throughout the, the country, saying that if you do X, Y, and Z, it, it even mentions it in the, um, the conversation, or not the conversation, but the, uh, but the speech that uh, Lindsey Graham gave as far as what has been currently going on, that there's flyers actually given to people saying, if you take a child that is not your own, you're automatically going to be dumped in the United States. Now, with that being said, if you go on to Facebook, I, I don't know if they're on any other platform, but go to Frontline America, it shows specifically what is going on at the US border. It talks about that um, illegals are actually wanting to get caught now versus as before they try to run, they're not doing that anymore. And they just kind of give you a, a authentic look at what's really going on at the border. And I tell people all the time, you need to get on there, watch the videos, watch what's really going on to kind of educate yourself away from the mainstream media. And that's, that's kind of what I've been doing is getting away from the mainstream media and finding out the sources that I can actually find to back up my argument when it comes to, you know, people are actually bringing in kids that aren't even theirs to be able to seek asylum. And there's plenty of video. I mean, it's a lot of information that we're not seeing on Fox, CNN, MSNBC. These are things that I, I tell people you really want to get on there and you want to see what's typically going on at the border that you're not getting anywhere else. It's just it's a really good way to educate yourself. So as far as my claims, yeah, Lindsay did say that, that there's actual flyers that are being handed out. <laughs> you know, Oh, yeah. And,
0: see, I didn't I didn't watch that much of it. I didn't see that part of it. Was it was busy. Towards busy the end, do- when they were asking, oh, okay, the that's why, because I was yeah. busy doing notes for the show tonight. I didn't have a chance to see the rest of it, but yeah, I mean, it's it's there's there's more to it going on, and and I think I think there is I think what this is what I think is happening. I, and to address Miss Granny, to address your concerns, is I think that both scenarios are very real. Okay, I, I don't think that the left is just making shit up out of thin air, right. like a lot of the people on the right tend to think so. And I don't think the people on the right are making shit up like people on the left tend to think so. I think there's a little a, a, quite the mix of both things going on here. It's it's not mutually exclusive that, oh, they're all innocent bystanders escaping their country and, oh, they're all coming in just for welfare benefits. It, it, it's a mix. It's, it's a little bit of both.
1: Yeah, because Myra actually had posted on Facebook the actual flyer um, that was being handed out. Um, of course it's all in Spanish so I wouldn't be able to read it. So
0: um, <laughs> Graham is most likely the one who gave them the flyers. All right now come on, let's let's be honest with our <laughs> let's let's not be so dishonest about it now. Let's come not on. put that tinfoil hat on just yeah, too soon. <laughs> I heard without confirmation that the recent flood of migrants waving their country flag was staged. Again, you said heard without confirmation. I, I appreciate you uh, saying that it was without confirmation because uh, th- there are definitely times in which we've caught events being staged. Right. I know there's a lot of people don't like to hear about Alex Jones, but there was a, a while back where he did figure out and call out people for st- staging a, a, a it was some kind of, some kind of false flag event where he noticed they were wearing these uh, military jack boots and they were staging as as protesters to go in the violent protesters to go in and, and try to get the peaceful protesters you know in trouble so they could right. get rid of all you know the stage events absolutely do happen so that's why we want to be real careful about what we what we believe wholesale and what we actually take some time to do the research talk to people that are involved uh, and that's why we yeah. look yeah. There's there's a like number this. of sources that I'm, I go off of. It, you know, on, on this show, you're not going to have uh, guys like us just watching uh, Fox News 100% all the time. No, I don't watch Fox News at all. Matter no. of fact, I, I may catch a Fox News report that comes across my my Facebook feed, but that's about the extent of it. Anthony d- doesn't watch those things. <laughs> we we watch a lot of balanced views, and I hear the the arguments from both sides, and then try to come up with our own solutions. Yeah, Fox News is full of hate. Yeah, I, I would say that's pretty much true of every major media outlet right now. I can find examples of all of that. But um, before we get too far into the weeds there, let me finish up. The, the other four things. The first one was, you know, you can apply for asylum, but it must be done in your own country. Number two is, if you are an unaccompanied minor, the minor is sent back to their home country in a safe and secure fashion, as if they are from Mexico or Canada. Can you give me some more on that? Because I don't really know exactly what he's referring to on that.
1: That is, if the the child is not yours, if you have no documents to prove that the child is yours, they that's when send them to. They send them back Mexico, to them where or Where they
0: were from. Yeah, where they were from. Mm-hmm. Okay, assuming the kid would tell them where they were from, I would. I would hope. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know exactly. I'd have to look in, into that one more to get a little bit more nuanced idea of what that even means. Uh, Number three, instead of 20 days to process families with minor children, they increase it to 100 days to allow proper time for humane detainment and processing. Um, Instead of the current process where they have to make a decision within 20 days, they're getting flooded with so much extra flow right now that they can't possibly do that in a meaningful time, so they're allowing more days. Now, I don't know what more days is going to do other than just extend the amount of time that they're, you know... It's not like they don't have the places for these people right now.
1: Well, as of right now, uh, there's such a um, back – there's such a backflow of so many immigrants that there's nowhere to keep them anymore. And one of the things Lindsay had pointed out that they want to appoint 500 new uh, judges to start taking care of all these cases. Yeah, yeah, that um, was that was that number was, four.
0: Five 500 new immigration judges to deal with the 900k person backlog that they are dealing with yeah, right now. Yeah, I mean it's insane. Jeez.
1: It's I and this is one of the situations where I tell people where we don't live at the border we don't have a clue what's going on we have to we have to really find our sources to know what's going yeah. on and that's one of the reasons why and, I and hell I mean, that I mean i mean don't
0: even rely don't rely on lindsey graham's numbers obviously you know he says there's a 900k person backlog i don't know where he gets that number i'm just reporting what he said right. uh, i've also heard numbers that uh, around 82 percent of people who are released into the country with a uh, they're given a court date when they're supposed to return for processing or for their final judgment or whatever 82 percent of them never return no again do your own research find out you know if those numbers are legit or not but as far as i can tell those seem to be the most legit numbers i can find so far and right
1: yeah and you know it's it's one of those things where I tell people I, and I'm always going to push different perspectives and views and things like that you see on Facebook you, you know Oops. just if, if we have the information to share with you or or to kind of give you a different spectrum of what's really going on pull up pages like his and and you know on Facebook and start watching the videos and see what's actually going on so So I'd like to think that this is going to get the ball rolling, hopefully for both the Republicans and Democrats to actually do something here. I don't know. I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens.
0: Immigrants are not eligible for welfare. Um, Yeah, well, they're not supposed to be, yeah. But except, that's
1: what that's what entices them to want to come here though except
0: when you when you come here and you do get into the country and you do have to go to the emergency rooms and that kind of thing and they have to see you ends up raising costs for that uh, they do attend the public schools they do they, they are a drain on the system in more ways than they are a net gain for the system is right. kind of the the nuts and bolts of it all is what we're talking about i think it's time we move on to the next hot topic of the night The Alabama uh, Tries to Control Women's Vaginas Bill. I mean, the Alabama abortion legislation (laughs) we have. Uh, So, yeah, real quick, just to give you some back info. Alabama State Senate passed a bill on Tuesday to outlaw nearly all abortions, creating exceptions only to protect the mother's health as a part of a multi-state effort to have the U.S. Supreme Court reconsider a woman's constitutional right to an abortion. What say you... Anthony on that subject. Yeah.
1: This is uh this is exactly the uh conversation or post that I made on Facebook that I caught so much shit for, especially when it comes to rape. And one of the things that I try to explain to people was is that when a woman is raped, that's ideally a bad situation, obviously. It's not good. But now there is another significant role that is being played throughout this process of being raped. And you kind of have to be very careful about how you word this trust me i I learned my lesson on this when it came to social media so to better explain and i and i hope people understand is that you cannot you cannot sit there and and be one or the other when it comes to being pro-life or pro-choice you're you're either one or the other i mean you can be on both sides of the fence here that's fine Hmm. but here's my position so and this is and i'm going to go over what i talked about on facebook and this is the the one i caught a lot of shit for when a woman is raped yes and it's a bad tragic situation now you are impregnated when you're dealing with a situation of being raped the mental aspect of this whole situation is fucked up to begin with we know this Mm -hmm. and Now that you're pregnant, you also now have a responsibility, or not really a responsibility, but you have another life to consider here. So, do you abort a child because you were raped? Disregard the human life in which that you are now carrying. And I think this is one of the reasons why Alabama passed this law is that you are taking one bad situation. Now you have another situation. Now you have both a rape victim and a, an abortion or a death of a baby. So do we give that unborn who didn't ask for any of this a potential chance at life? This is where the slippery slope tends to play in here, and this is where a lot of people may not necessarily agree with me or, or may agree with me. I don't know. I really don't care. My stance is protect a child,
0: mm.
1: first and foremost. Now, if you, you, you do have that right, you do have that capability of making the choice whether to keep the child or to abort it. That is your God-given right as a woman to do what you want. I understand that. But to to me, make...
0: no. But okay, go ahead. Well, I'm <laughs> not even remotely. Here. But <laughs> okay, you don't think so? I do not think so. No, okay. it's, it's not your body, your choice. That's some total bullshit. I know. I know. Continue. So,
1: and, and this is where I'm kind of I'm having to choose my words wisely here because I know I can catch some shit for this. So, for me, that child that didn't ask for any of this, yeah, should be given a chance at life. Then people tell me, "Well, you're sick and twisted for thinking this way." Why is that? Because I am, I'm trying to protect something that didn't have anything to do with us. Then, if so, if that, if that's the case, then so be it. I, I, I don't care what people think about me for saying this. I really don't. My stance position has always been to protect the unborn at all cost.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I'm sorry as far as I can tell, been, all, all you're all you're stating is like, why would we want to stack one bad experience on top of another on top of another? Like, I've already, you've already been through the rape to get an abortion after after having gone through a rape you're not gonna be undoing the rape that's not how that works
1: the rape still happens yeah yeah, you're still
0: gonna have to deal with that emotional trauma and then you're on top of that you're gonna go through an abortion which Which you may or may not have even you know you know a lot of younger ladies may not have have even gone through the thought process of how would you deal with a situation like they may not even have a complete stance on whether or not they're okay with abortion like most people until they reach mid to late 20s really haven't really put that much thought into it they're just kind of living you know so it's like you're gonna put yourself through another situation that you really haven't fully fleshed out in your own mind how you would deal with it it's like i don't man i don't know man there's so many other options you know there's there's a number of options that that well first of all don't put yourself in situations where there's a higher likelihood of being raped step one i'm not and i'm saying women women i'm not saying women don't get raped just out of nowhere or whatever but there is a number of things you can do to kind of uh mitigate that risk. You know, there are some things you can do to mitigate that. It's like I, no. I I'm not stating anything that crazy. I see I see you're kinda of trying to kind of argue against it, but no, that's I not mean, a crazy thing it, to say. That's you, just you stri- straight common sense at this point. Yeah, no, I know that. But you can't wake
1: up in the morning and say, well, I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z and that's gonna prevent me from being raped. I mean somebody can break
0: into your home. But and- I know I know. But but I'm talking about in general, uh, we we look at all the different cases of rape and that kind of thing. We're we're talking about <laughs> No, no, it's not victim blaming at all to make different choices that might mitigate the risk. Um, I'm not saying they're at fault for the rape itself, but you can make choices. Mm. Uh, you can choose not to do certain, uh, partake in certain activities, like I don't know, drinking until you fucking black out, uh, participating in giant in big parties where everybody's drinking and doing drugs. You could not do that, like, or just minimize your, or you could have uh, go out with a bunch of friends, mm. or yeah, I don't know, dress in a burlap sack. I, these are, I'm not saying you have to dress a certain way. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying is there's certain things that a woman does or can choose to do or not do that will either increase or decrease the likelihood that she will be in a situation like that right i don't think that's a wild crazy thing to say so only men can drink now and that's see this is the kind of bullshit that i have to deal with all the time as if i say one thing and no automatically the opposite is what i believe no i'm not saying only women only men can drink i'm saying that you can have
1: logically it makes you, you
0: can just make decisions and men can do the same thing you know if
1: you get if you get drunk and you step behind the wheel of a car you've made a poor choice yeah well i mean it's, it's
0: like it's like if i if, if i was to say um i, I the, the likelihood of men dying on the job are way higher than it is for women well men can having that knowledge at hand then can then make the choice to work at jobs where they have a lesser risk of potentially dying on the job it doesn't mean that i'm blaming the man for dying on the job i mean but you can make different choices that mitigate the risk it's just it's basic common sense and for people to get all oh i'm so offended by that how could you say that oh only men can drink that's fucking ridiculous and that's some shallow ass thinking sorry but it really is um And what about the 12 year old is raped? Oh, Jesus. Um, So we're not even talking about that. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about just mitigating risk in general. Mm -hmm. The numbers of women that are impregnated as a result of rape are, first of all, pretty minimal. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but if we're talking about abortion as a general trend, the, the, the vast majority of abortions that are happening are not because the woman got raped. It's because there was a long, 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 long series of poor choices that were made that led to that very moment. And now we all act like that very last moment is the only one that matters. Let's not mention all of the poor choices that led up to it. Let's just forget about that. And then when we try to talk, say that we probably shouldn't be getting abortions, that maybe if we're addressing the abortion issue to begin with, that maybe we forgot all about everything else that led up to this. Like, come on, people. Like, you know, you can choose not to open up your fucking legs to people. You can choose that to not do that. That's well, a I think have very some, real solution. I think
1: you have some certain – I think, well, there could be a lot of certain situations where – You might find yourself in a position where you can just be walking down the street or like i said or somebody breaks into your home and then you're raped and i can agree to disagree that in some situations that can be an argument but then on the other hand that there's just some situations where women just can't do anything about it because i mean (laughs) if a person's going to break into your home they're going to break into your home and going to do what they want especially if they have you at gunpoint yeah there's nothing you can do so that argument can be made both ways, and I understand what you're. I understand what you're saying. Right, that there, there, there are situations, situations.
0: And, and even and even in that situation, there are certain choices you can make. Right, you know, you you can choose to have a excellent alarm system on your house. You can choose to have a gun in your house to protect yourself. You can choose to. You know, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to avoid it all. That's not what I'm saying. But I am right. saying there are certain things that you can do, certain things that you can do to mitigate the risk. That's really all I'm trying to say. Right. Um, she said. Wow. I'll make sure all my female friends will see this. Yes, please. um, Absolutely. Share our videos with all your friends, all your family. We would love to have more people viewing. Uh, Have a great solution. Let's give a vasectomy to every male baby born so girls don't have to worry about a pregnancy on top of the fact that the man couldn't control his own behavior. And before I address that, let me read this next one because I already did. Uh, You're saying a woman can decrease her chance of being raped. Okay. Yes. Yes, I'm saying that. And then the next statement was, "Why can't men just learn to control their own behavior?" My question in I return for that that is, their "My, my, my, my <laughs> question in return to that is, why can't it fucking be both? Like, why can't both it, of these things well, happen? Like, why is it only the man's responsibility here? Like, why, I mean, yes, men I think are people, douchebags. Men rape women. I get it. Because I think, that happens. I think."
1: I think what this person's trying to say is is that that men are more powerful than women, so they can have more control over a woman to do what they want, which I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I I I've never liked the fact that when you have a discussion about this, it's always pinned on one particular sex or one particular, you know side here you know why it seems why it, it seems
0: like it. yeah yeah i, I, I know I here lately understand that
1: and and i guess that's you know and of course you know to be
0: to be fair we've spent the last probably five six decades blaming men for everything so it's kind of only fair that we talk about the women's role in this and give them some agency in this and give them i, I wish nobody and, and just, was right i wish oh, no right.
1: abortion would ever happen I, but that's I mean, not at, the at reality some, of life at
0: some point you know the, the women's side of this equation they have to take some responsibility too right again that's not saying women are it's not their fault for being raped that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is again there are some choices you can make that would help minimize that risk anyway what else is my therapist okay my, my therapist told me a woman should be able to stand in front of a man naked and expect not to be raped okay that makes perfect sense i can totally understand that uh, but then again, that's a choice you could make. Maybe not stand naked in front of men. Just why a thought. Like, why would? Yeah, why would you? Like, like, see, see, this is this is what I don't get. Is is why is it like here, especially in today's dating culture, it's like you know, there's this this a lot more sleeping around, <laughs> a lot more. You know, I'm not trying to be all fundamentalist Christian by any means, but what I'm trying, what I am saying is, there's there's got to be a lot more respect. For your own you know a lot of women like to Lead with the vagina as, as if it's the only Thing that they're good for it's like girl Calm down relax you don't have to sleep with the dude On the first or even third date you know Wait a little while be more discriminating About the men you choose to open your legs to I don't know find a guy that actually Has his head on his shoulders That's not a douchebag. that's not gonna sleep with You and then leave you with a baby that you have to Raise or then decide whether or not to get an Abortion and then you blame him for Like come on Ah <sighs> what it sounds like you were saying is that you were a dumb male excellent comeback excellent comeback that's very good so shall the man get visitation with a child born from rape hmm that's an interesting question i would certainly fucking hope not i hope he'd be in jail that would be the goal so so she would be able to go to a bar and expect not to be raped yeah i would hope that everybody could go to a bar and expect not to get raped that would be ideal yes this was a male therapist also i mean again that doesn't really matter i mean the, the arguments are the arguments if they're true or not it doesn't matter if you have a vagina or a penis to make them if she is naked she wants the d says devin <laughs> okay that's great let's say yes but do not classify all women by the sluts you have met I, again, don't classify all men as a bunch of raping animals. Uh, like, come on, let's have some standards here. But under our current laws, uh, he wouldn't be in jail for long and could get visitation. Uh, I, you know, man, I don't know. That, that's a that's a fucked up situation. I'll, I I'll agree I with think, you on that one. I, I, think I, I don't all situations. Are <laughs> I don't different. know. I think you kind of you. I think you kind of forfeit your rights of visitation if if uh the, the circumstances suggest that you you know.
1: So uh, the point behind this is is that. <laughs> Alabama's looking at this as a way to recognize that, you know, you go from a rape victim to now having a, you know, carrying a child. Hmm. You've got two bad situ well you got two bad situations now that you're having to deal with. And I think what they're trying to do is, is give people a, an option to, to reconsider aborting a child if you have been raped. And that's what I've been telling people all along is that I, I know somebody personally that has been and was impregnated yeah. and their therapist had said, you have an option to keep this child or <laughs> don't to keep it or don't keep it. And I think, what's going on today in society is that automatically if you're rape and pregnant or it's it's abortion no other option I think that if people stop for a second and just say okay well there there is another alternative here you do there's have a, a there's right a, yeah to, there's a bunch to of different alternative to keep that child mm-hmm. if you want to just give that some thought before you make any decision the problem is is now people aren't making any they're not they're not thinking before they make a decision is what i'm saying because they're so traumatized by being raped and rightfully so yeah. you know it's it's like okay hang on a second there's now a potential life here that we also have to consider i understand what you're going through do you want to do this you have this choice i think it's before in the past everybody has this dogmatic uh, dogmatic view you know i got raped i got pregnant abort there's no other choice no they're saying now you d- you do have a choice but about alabama took it a step further and it's basically saying no if you've been raped you have to keep the child I, this is where i i'm not going to sit here and and agree to you know to that because i think every i, I think every circumstance can be different yeah i think it's going to be
0: based on the situation at hand i, I don't know so that, here's just, uh... here's I'm 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 probably Miss Granny. I know I've been giving you all sorts of hell. This <laughs> but I'm probably gonna blow everybody's mind with this one, not yours because you've seen the show, you've you've been on it, so you might know. But basically, I'm I'm a strong proponent of taking the this whole abortion debate out of government's hands altogether. This should not be a a governmental decision. Not on a state level, not on a federal level. This should be a decision I'd, made by between the woman and her doctor. Right. Honestly.
1: I'd, I'd, and and that's the other thing I was going to address. I mean, I mean be, is that- because
0: what happened? because what happens is when we get in these in these discussions right now, right. the discussion isn't inherently about whether or not the woman gets abortion. I mean, I, I know that's what we're talking—that's what we're actually discussing, whether it's right or wrong. But what we're really discussing, kind of the the meta message underneath it all, is okay. I'm scared that your ideas are going to be the ones that our government imposes on everyone.
1: That's I don't like the, the fact that's that that's the discussion
0: yeah. we're we're having. That's really discussion because let's say you're anti, you're you're pro abortion. I'm anti abortion. Mm-hmm. And we're having a discussion. Well, there's also another, like I said, there's another side discussion going on here is, okay, if I win this discussion, I get to uh, impose my beliefs on you. If you win this discussion, you get to impose your beliefs on me. So now the stakes are much higher. So now we end up having these highly, highly heated debates with one another where people can't even see straight. They're so pissed off at each other. Take the government completely out of the decision. Then we can talk about on a societal level, hey... I don't agree with abortion and here's why, here's why, here's why. But guess what? I can't impose that on you. I don't, I can't use the force of the state. I can't use the gun Mm -hmm. to make you adhere to my beliefs. I can do my best to present the arguments like we've been doing here, but the stakes aren't nearly as high for, does that make sense?
1: Well, yeah. And and it's something we talked about before when the government is imposed on, you know, they're wanting to, you know, take guns from us when Mm -hmm. it comes to the second amendment. You know, you're you're telling us what to do, and and I don't. And I think if you took the government completely out of the scenario, and leave that for the individual, you know, person and doctor, then nobody really can say anything, because you don't know what's going on, and as it should be. I mean, that that's part of the reasons why, if you go into a doctor, you sign forms, consent forms. Saying that you don't want to share your information. Yeah, so. you're supposed to have
0: this like patient doctor. Pre- <laughs> so, Miss Granny says, Now I agree with you. It's not the government's business, my business, or your business, what other people do. Absolutely. That's how I felt about I think, the, the, okay. the, the, so. the, the gay marriage debate. That's how I feel about this discussion. That's how I feel about anything. It's like it's not everybody else's business. Like, make your arguments, have the discussions, but. Ultimately, neither one of us should have the power of the state over the other to force the other one to do what we want them to do.
1: I think that this person that we're talking to or kind of reading, you know, uh, the comments from, I think we can all I think everybody (laughs) can always
0: um, redeem myself. I'm not a total monster. I promise. I promise. I'm not a total monster. I I, I do put thoughts into these.
1: (laughs) I think what it is, is that. People need to be heard. People need to understand that there are arguments from so many different sorry, spectrums. What? Exactly. <laughs> so okay, I think that everybody in the room, if you have five people, and if you don't agree with my argument, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I think the underlying situation to stances like abortion, there's always a middle ground here. That being taken the government out of the whole situation.
0: Yeah, nobody's Let talking. Nobody's people, having that discussion. No, Nobody is.
1: And I can understand that being the problem. Now, with that being said, I think that it's safe to say that everybody wants to protect life. Here's what gets me, and something I read earlier today, okay? Somebody made a comment on Facebook talking about how we can find bacteria on Mars and talk about how we found life on another planet. mm but as soon as a heartbeat is detected inside a woman, it's not a life until it's actually born. Why is that? Why? Why are our thought processes so
0: skewed? You're, you're asking as for consistency as, and logic, and that's that's a that, that's a tall that's, order, man. But that's what I'm saying. That's is, a tall order. And I think this is one of the reasons why there's so <laughs> many
1: arguments and there's so many different positions is that nobody's consistent with what they say. You know, how can you sit there and say you can find bacteria on Mars and call you know, it an interesting
0: Yeah, an interesting kind of side note is is I've I've actually I was trying to figure this out. Is like this is an interesting question you might try to right. solve. Is w- when does life begin? When does life end? Like, like, how do you define life? Like, I, I never could find a a single good definition of the word life, what it actually means. Like, some what people believe how do it's you from actually, the point yeah, of conception. Some people believe, some people S- some believe, some people, people believe. believe
1: it's the heartbeat. I mean, it just really <laughs> depends. But I think the general conversation when it comes to abortion is that I think everybody has good intentions to want to protect either the woman and the baby. Mm-hmm. I think what the problem is as a humanity situation or people person kind of thing is that we're giving one or the other a higher priority. And I think that's where, I think this is where the problem tends to lie is that we're saying one person is more important than the other. And I don't agree with that and I never have. I think both lives are just equally as important. But for me, I think a grown human, an adult, can take care of themselves, can fend for themselves as to where and I'm not talking about rape. I'm just talking about then you have a a baby, a a heartbeat, it's moving around. It does feel pain. Just because it's in the womb, you can't hear the screams. You can't, you know, the pain that it that is inflicted on it when you're sitting here taking this twelve inch th- look like scissors and you're dismembering it i mean yeah. i'm sorry but i'm always going to be for the, uh, the 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 voice that can't be heard and, and i've talked about this before right
0: so carter carter lsu7 on youtube says what is your view on abortion is it right or wrong to you and life uh, begins at the point of conception uh just to be clear if you want to go back in the video after this is over and, and watch we, we that's what we've been discussing for the majority of this video um, I want to end this particular segment with a small article that I wrote a while back. Um, button, there it is. It's a, it's an article about how to be pro-choice and pro-life. It, uh, it, uh, yeah, I I, I I write in a very unique style here, but basically this is You've this got is, a lot of shit for this. <laughs> I have got a lot of shit for this, but this is um. Let's see. This is this is the main point that I want to make right here. In my humble opinion. If we, as a society, are at a point where it seems that the only choice is to abort, abort or keep, we have missed a few steps. and acknowledgment of the many choices that we missed along the way. That's pretty much where I stand on that, is the abortion issue is the end symptom of a lot longer line of poor choices, ultimately speaking. So, if you want to read that article, just head over to unframeofmind.com forward slash choices. And you can read the rest of that. I've offered 50 different choices you could make. And let's see. It is 8.03. You know what time it is? Phobism. It's time for our favorite segment of the show, the Phobismists. Phobismists. Phobismists.
1: Phobismists.
0: For those of you who are new to this idea, this uh, segment of the show, I'll give a brief explanation. The phobismists section of the show is where we have combined the words phobe, ism, and ist, and created a whole new profession to tell you how you should be offended by everything there is out there. We've told people how to be offended by bowls of fruit, how to be offended by blenders, how to be offended by cups of coffee. Uh, Like, you can be offended by every damn thing. Tail lights. Tail lights. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I even told somebody how to be offended by Walmart one time.
1: That's not hard to yeah, people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the people of Walmart. <laughs> you got to look people at Walmart.
0: <laughs> All right. So uh, tonight's phobismist is regarding man buns and why man buns are so offensive. And it's it's I not listen, it's not because look, here we go. If politicians had man buns, this is this is classic. I I I just I love this person whoever made this on twistedlifter.com. I wish they had their name up top because I don't see it But 27 photos of of Different uh, politicians with man buns <laughs> Alright uh, Miss Granny says I think it is stupid to be offended But not offensive to stand up for what you believe In justice Yes but except for man buns Do you agree Miss Granny that man buns are inherently offensive Especially when Kim Jong Il Un? Un Thank you I get him confused yeah. Whatever <laughs> He looks great in a man bun I'm not going to lie this is great. Trump and a man bun, yeah, is an improvement, uh, Miss Granny. I appreciate that. Man buns are a little world. I'll give you that. They're not offensive. Oh, you just wait, Carter LSU7. I will explain to you why man buns are offensive right after we look at a couple more. And I'm sorry for the podcast listening audience if you can't see these, but they're classic. It's just a, an article. I if politicians, kind
1: of, I think this is kind of taken away had from, man from buns. women. I mean, if you want to be offended as a woman... I would be kind of, you know, I
0: Hitler mean, with I, a man bun. Well, that's kind of fucked up. Goes with the mustache, I guess. <laughs> Bill Clinton, <laughs> George Bush, <laughs> Obama. <with her. laughs> uh, All right, so I'm man buns because they're they're they're
1: making fun of different cultures, like in this picture right here. I mean, well, no,
0: well that's not that's 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 cultural appropriation with well, the with the with the, dr- with the dreads. That's you know obviously cultural appropriation. We already have been had that explained to us left and right. How that's offensive and I get it like I will never grow dreads. I mean it has nothing to do with the bald spot in the, in the middle of my head. Well, I mean I guess you could with your beard. Yeah I could do like dreads but that you know I won't do that because I know it's cultural appropriation. I don't yeah. want to offend nobody. I don't want to piss nobody off. You know you know me I am one to be completely politically correct all the time. Yeah. So. Man buns are offensive, not in that they're cultural appropriation, but in that they're sexual appropriation. Like it's men trying to take over women's hairstyles and right. acting like they can do it better or something. Yeah, it's very sexist, but not sexist, just more like a sexual appropriation. Does that make sense? Like, no, like, it does. Yeah, it's
1: like you you shouldn't do that. <laughs> I mean, I, I see women's hair up in a ponytail, you know, and I've, and I've got a daughter that I do that with, and it's like. You know, now I see these man buns, and I'm like, why does his hair look better than hers? But then I started to realize that as a dad, I'm, I'm I, I suck at doing her hair. <laughs> now she's 12, and she can do have her own. Seen, and I'm like, okay. Have, well, you, seen the, you, have
0: you seen the Have you seen the the video of the dad doing his daughter's hair uh, and and using the vacuum cleaner to? Yeah. He puts he puts the uh, hair tie on the no, on the hose of the vacuum cleaner and sucks all of her hair up in the hose of the vacuum cleaner and pushes the little hair tie up. <laughs> Ta da! Instant <laughs> ponytail. It's amazing. I,
1: I think it's one of those situations. Where you know, I, I guess if I was a trash bag company, I would be a little offended, you know, or that could be a selling point. What do you think?
0: Well, that's 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 an old that's an old joke though. I, it's I know, kind of played out, good. you know. The man buns uh, look like trash bag, tied do. off trash bag, which they kind of do. I get it. I get yeah. it. I get it. Anyway, no, it's it's a it's a. I, I, I think I, th- I just think it's very offensive, and 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 well, what if and, it's wrong and, uh, and why is it not women wrong men shouldn't do it. see or... see because when when women wear their hair like men, it's it's usually because they're like lesbians or they're trying to be. You know they're trying to be men assuming Uh, i'm 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 sure i'm crossing some boundaries here but that's clearly what's happening (laughs) like i'm i'm so politically correct that i feel like i'm entering back into political incorrectness again i think the the only time like uh, like i challenge you to show me a picture of a woman wearing man's hair and not trying to be like a man Man i'm just kidding that probably like, happens well, but is it
1: man buns so, kind of a yeah, hipster kind of thing
0: i guess but i think it's just men trying to be women or not not trying to be women they're just stealing women's hairstyles which is sexual appropriation that's inappropriate you shouldn't do that unless you're actually going to transition at some point and, and be a woman you shouldn't do it okay okay yeah. <laughs> so. wow was that not the best idea, ideagasm you've ever had Want to do it again? Go to unframeofmind.com to find more mind-stretching, world-altering podcasts, videos, and articles. And get those critical thinking juices flowing.